like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today for Song of the Soul, I have the privilege of welcoming Glenn Rothell, I think you'll find that spending time with Glenn will make you happier and more optimistic, wherever you start from, especially given his role as longtime supporter of the positive music movement. But this is not Pollyannish blather, but deeply earned perspective coming out of a difficult and troubled childhood, redeemed by grace. I'll tell you up front that we'll have parts of this broadcast, including at least one song, that won't fit in the broadcast hour. So listen for more of Glenn Rothell as bonus excerpts on northernspiritradio.org. Right now, Glenn joins us from two different phones in Tuckahoe, New York. Glenn, I'm delighted to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much, Mark. It's great to be here. Where are you at exactly? Well, I'm in a, in a funny little town called Tuckahoe in Westchester County, New York. And is that where you are originally from? Oh, no. I was born in San Diego, California. That's a long migration. Wow. Yeah, I spent a little bit of time in some parts in between, which I don't even recall. But by the time I was six, I was here in New York, in Long Island, of all places, where I spent most of my life until about six years ago, approximately, where I moved to Westchester with my beautiful wife. And mention to me again, who's your beautiful wife? Dr. Dawn Ravella. She got her doctorate recently. She's my extraordinary superpower, world-healing darling love, and my source of inspiration. And how does she heal the world? Well, she's a director of mission and outreach at a, a wonderful church here in Bronxville, New York. It's the Reformed Church of Bronxville. And she's worked for different denominations doing the same kind of work. She calls herself a social justice director and a community organizer. She has some amazing ministries for returning citizens from prison. When I met her, she was uh, working with a lot of great people to end homelessness in Manhattan. She also has an amazing economic development project in uh, the Nodine Hill region of Yonkers, New York, which is right next door to us, where she's trying to lift a one-block area out of the cycle of poverty, which is a way of staying off that region being a source of prisoners for the local prison system. It does sound like she's super powered. I will have to have her on for my Spirit in Action program. We'll compare notes on that and get that arranged later. But first, Glenn, I would like to hear how you're healing the world with your music, because I think that's one of your very important intents. 
Oh, yes. Thank you. Well, it was back about 10 years ago or 11 years ago that I decided that there were enough songs that were just about love or broken hearts or, or the frustration of youth and that, that we needed to have more positive, intentional messages in music. And I had started writing some songs and I realized, you know, I'm, I'm heading in this direction. And after September 11th, the horrors of September 11th here in New York City, it became pretty clear to me that I needed to really focus on that and get a good message out. And that's been my focus ever since, to write songs with a positive message that are designed to inspire, to encourage, to highlight important things like family and unity and caring and healing and togetherness. Well, why don't you give us an example right away? A song that I released on my, my most recent CD, which I released in December of last year, the CD is called Unfolding. Well, this, this CD took a slightly more personal turn than my original direction, but it's with the same intention. It's me actually going deeper and using my personal story to bring healing and hope and encouragement to the general public. And it's become something of a mission. The song Family on that CD is my story. It's a true story of, of my childhood and how I... <laughs> a little bit about how I wound up coming from California at a very young age and my uh, unstable family situation and what became of that, what became of me. It's a really remarkable story that involves the foster care system. It involves Big Brothers program, Big Brother Big Sisters of Nassau County on Long Island and an extraordinary couple who saw three boys whose lives were undirected who were just not being cared for and pretty much running wild. And they took us in and adopted all three of us, saved us, saved our lives, and made amazing things possible. And it's a story that a lot of people, I find, are afraid to tell or uncomfortable telling or they want to hide it or there's some shame surrounding it, you know, being adopted. But it's the most extraordinary part of my life that shapes every moment and every day. It just fills me with gratitude, which has been a, a very important theme for me. And the song is Family. It's by Glenn Rothel. Barbara had a dream to help children who had lost their way Give them hope to find a better day And watch them grow Lou had hearts that everyone should do their part Join the Big Brother program That was the start Of more than he could know Ask him why would you do such a thing How could you see it through You'll say It was mine to do Mine to do Unsupervised I was just eight years old When Lou arrived Took us into his home But home was a place The 
boys saw come and go so many times before the couple saw a chance to offer them more a family family learning to be strong family By their love, each boy became a man. Went on to build his own family. Rothel's latest CD, Unfolding. The song is Family, about his experience. This is true story. And Glenn, I can relate to some of that. I come from a family that I had a few of my sisters ran away from home in their teens. It was an issue with my stepmother and and just some wildness and all of that. And in the song, you mentioned that you're wild or that the three of you were wild. Are the three of you brothers, or are you just in the foster care system? How did that work? Well, we were two brothers and a half-brother. My oldest brother, our oldest brother, had a different father. When we came to New York, when our, our mother collected us from various locations, when our family blew up in California, we were distributed. The oldest brother went back to his birth father, the middle brother, and, and I was the youngest. We went into an orphanage and then foster care. And our our mother collected us about two years later, I think, and brought us to New York to her parents' house in Westbury, Long Island, where um, she soon enrolled us in the Big Brother program. So each of us was assigned our own Big Brother. Now, it's an amazing and very well-supported and very well-loved program, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, all around the country. It was an amazing move for <laughs> and uh, an insightful step for her to take to enroll us in this because we certainly needed role models because we had just been without them for I guess the first well we had we'd had terrible role model as a uh, father role model for the earliest years of our lives we were just kind of running wild as it says in the song so each of us had our was assigned our own big brother and mine was a, a really groovy, cool, hippie young guy who, 
used to take me to the beach in his Volkswagen Beetle, real classic. And certainly that shaped me in, in profound ways. He went off to Vietnam and I never heard from him again, though, which is unfortunate. And my, my middle brother, I don't know how he'd feel about me saying this, but <laughs> his big brother was kind of a black light, uh, waterbed, gun shooting, probably illicit drug inspired fellow. And he profoundly influenced that brother. And our oldest brother had Lou Rothel as his big brother. Now, Lou would come and pick us up on the weekend, on a Saturday, for example. And Lou Rothel would come, and he'd find that we were unsupervised. And, you know, we were just roaming around. Our mother was nowhere to be found. Our grandparents were, were elderly. We were very old already. After a while, he didn't just pick up our oldest brother. He picked up the rest of us. And he would take us all for the day. And before long, it was for the weekend. And then soon we were with him and his wife at their apartment, their garden apartment, for the holidays. And it was an incredible thing. About two years later, I'll never forget it, when Lou and Barbara were driving me someplace. And they had me in the front seat. She was in the back. He was driving. And we were stopped. And he said, Glenn, I just want to, we want to let you know that your adoption went through today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the way. <laughs> yeah, was like, it was definitely a, what? <laughs> but I, you know, I mean, I've always been a, a really easygoing guy. As far as I was concerned, spending time with, with him and with them was the most incredible gift. It, I mean, it really was an amazing thing that I, I, I didn't have any history of, except with my uh, original big brother was really great. But like I said, he was gone pretty soon when they, when they drafted him to Vietnam playing basketball, going to the beach, going out for fast food, pizza. It was just a wonderful life. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> so I, I really, you know, simple things, but wonderful things that I never had. And so that was kind of great news for me. I didn't really fully understand it, of course. I was only about 11 or 12 at that point. But a remarkable, remarkable thing. And they adopted all three of us, which is just beyond belief. That's wonderful. I can imagine how the road would have been very different if you hadn't found a long-term secure home. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, I mean, I was the easy one. I was the youngest. I was, like I said, very low-maintenance, happy-go-lucky, independent. I was exploring the world when I was six, you know, <laughs> on my own. You don't really do that too much these days, but if maybe I would still do that even if it were today. I don't know. But I did have my little collection of JD points, as they say, and I was well on my way to going into one of those facilities. And I'm, I think I'm a really good person. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, I think at the core, I always was a really good person. But you know what? If I had gone into that system and been a part of that juvenile, you know, whatever they call it, things could be very different. And I'm exposed to a lot of that with the uh, amazing, amazing men and women with whom my wife works in her prison ministries. These are men and women who've been in prison for felonies, you know, for a terrible mistake that they made as a child, basically, before their brains were even fully developed. Then they wound up spending the rest of their lives behind bars and in that system. Not everybody sees it as their mission to spread love and healing in the world. All of us want that in one way or another, but we have different views of how to get there. So continue with your songs, and I think we'll learn more about your view on that. Well, this next song which I call Rainbow, is from my first CD when I had set out to bring a positive message initially. It's kind of my response to a word that I, I dislike, which is tolerance. I think tolerance is a terrible word. The idea behind it is good, but I think that when you tolerate something, it's disdainful and unpleasant. 
I think a better word is acceptance. And acceptance implies difference, but acknowledges that we are all different. In the song, I use a rainbow as a metaphor for humanity. We are so many different colors and so many different kinds of people, and we have so many different emotions, and we are all necessary to create the one beautiful thing that is our humanity. I couldn't wear black, that would be sad. And I couldn't wear blue, you might think that I was too. Couldn't wear green, you might mistake me for the trees. And I couldn't wear just yellow, it attracts too many bees. Listen to the sound of the colors. You need some variation, sisters and brothers, to really be distinguished. Everything is 
Glenn Rothel is here today for Song of the Soul. It's on his first CD, which is called From Beginning to End. And that's your first CD, I think, Glenn, following 911. Were you doing music before then? Were you doing CDs? Were you only doing covers before? Why is that your starting point since you're obviously more than 30 years old now? Just barely. <laughs> yeah, I was doing all kinds of things. I had been in a band. I had been in many bands, but I had been in a great alternative rock band. And it's the best band I've ever known. Uh, most talented group of people, three primary songwriters, six musicians all told. And we churned out incredibly powerful, emotional, beautiful music together very quickly. And the band had fallen apart about 10 years before that. Just after we released, or just before we released our CD, actually, which was a fantastic CD. The group was called Gush. The CD was called Ambition. And my heart was broken, and I really kind of fell quiet for about eight years in music and did very little after that. And the songs that were resonating with me through that and toward the end of that were the ones that had a more uplifting message. And, and you know, when I saw the effect that 911 was having on musicians who I admired, who I turned to for a little relief from my day, you know, the songs that make you feel good, the songs that make you reminisce. And they were writing songs and releasing albums that were sad and miserable and you know, re responding to the terrors of what had happened. And I just thought, well, you know, even they need support. So <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to get some music out there for the general public, but I also wanted to say, hey, you know, thank you. You are awesome. You've always been an inspiration to me. I want to be among you, and I want to have this message come forward to rekindle your inspiration, which I've so often turned to for myself and for my own happiness. So that became my mission you know, as I began to come out of my, my sadness from my band falling apart. And do you find people are receptive? I mean, one of the things that happened after 911, there's some things that you just wouldn't do because when someone has a gaping emotional wound, sometimes it's better to be silent and let the stitches be pulled together. Have you found some places are more receptive to the uplifting message than other places? You know, it's been 10 years since I released that first CD. And I've connected with a community which was interestingly born at about the same time. You might remember the, the movie The Secret, which became kind of popular. It's kind of a positive idea of, you know, they call it the law of attraction, that you attract things into your life just by speaking about them. You know, so if, you, if all you talk about is negativity, you're going to attract negativity. If all you talk about is the positive things that you want, you're going to bring that into your life. That came out at the same time that my CD did. In addition, an association called the Positive Music Association was born basically the same year. And another organization, Eye to Eye Music, which was born of Unity Ministries International and Unity Churches, that came out at the same time. I've connected with those two communities since, and I've become very deeply involved with the positive music movement, which is uh, spearheaded by a couple of friends of mine, Sue Riley and Richard McDesey and actually others, and they're doing incredible work. There is a Positive Music Awards, the Posi Awards. It's like the Grammys, but for songs, for music that has a positive message. And they've been working really hard to develop this, and I've been a part of it, and so many other musicians from many different walks have become part of it. There are R&B, famous R&B songwriters. There are Grammy and Emmy award-winning performers and writers. It's just a wonderful community. So that has grown, 
and my my world has become painted with more of a positive normalcy and nobody makes fun of me for having a positive a positive look at life anymore well yeah we You've been part of the Posse Music Awards. Is this a ceremony that you attend? Do you have to get dressed up in a black tie and fancy gowns, all that stuff? Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a double event. It's the Posse Music Festival, and it's also the Posse Awards, which happens on the uh, last Sunday of the long weekend. And that's when we don our whatever you want, but I like to wear a bow tie and uh, tux. It's fun. I have a photo that I'm using now. That was taken of me performing at the Posse Awards, and I'm wearing my black, but I have a purple shirt and a multicolored rainbowish scarf on. So, you know, I do keep the colors going. <laughs> good, good. A man after my own heart. And keep chasing our hearts with your music. Let's have another song. What would you like to share, Glenn? All right. Well, the somewhat title track from the new CD, the new CD is called Unfolding. You know, the first song that you heard, Family, was a song waiting to be written. And I was in France with Sue Riley from the Posse Music Movement. And she just kind of offhandedly asked me about my childhood. She said, yeah, I don't know much about you. And I told her, and she said, oh my goodness, we have to write that song. She's, she's co-written with everybody. So we sat down and we spent seven hours. She helped me write that song. And so the story was out there now, and the story was told, and it, the song was written. It had been waiting to be written. So that done, and all of the stir that it created, people hearing about the song and hearing more about my story, just shaped my next move so profoundly. And so my next CD, quickly became unfolding, became about me and about my life and how it's been a journey that I see is still unfolding every day. This song, the somewhat title track, the song is called Unfolding As I Go. The CD is called Unfolding. This is just my statement of how I don't know what's next and I don't know what my life is all about, but it's unfolding as I go. I've got questions more than answers More reactions than real plans What's the meaning of my life? I just don't know it's unfolding as I go I've had some tricky conversations Searching for the right words to say I must take responsibility I know it's unfolding as I go As I go As I go
just many times things could have been different Oh, but he was not alone Though sometimes he felt that way And you just never know But here I stand before you today As I go by Glenn Rothell. He's my guest here today for Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production on the web at northernspiritradio.org. We're O-R-G. We're organic, not commercial, not C-O-M. On that site, you'll find more than nine years of our programs for free listening and download. You'll find links to our guests. If you want to find Glenn Rothell, for instance, you can go to glennrothell.com. But if you're spelling challenged the way I am, you might want to try another site that he has, inspireline.com, or just come by a northernspiritradio.org. Also on my site, you'll find a place to leave comments. And we do love two-way communication. Please post your comments when you visit. And also there's a donate button, and that is how we support this work. Every time you click donate, it makes my heart leap a little bit with joy. But even more so, I would like to encourage you to support your local community radio station. Your community radio provides a slice of music and news that you just get nowhere else on the American landscape. So please start out with your wallet and with your hands supporting community radio. Again, Northern Spirit Radio and Glenn Rothell is here. We just heard his song, Unfolding As I Go, and the unfolding continues. We're hearing that as he goes through his song of the soul. One of the things that I'm sure that some people react to, I, I happen to have a wife, Glenn, who comes from German heritage. And even though she teaches yoga, relaxation, all of that kind of thing, there's a part of her which is deeply ingrained with German get the work done, have a plan, schedule every moment. And I think it fights within her. I've certainly got a more easygoing attitude to life probably than she does. And I probably don't get nearly half done in a day what she does. That's the other side of just watching it unfold or sitting on the dock of a bay. It's like, no, she's not sitting on a dock of a bay. She's paddling that canoe. She's moving. <laughs> I think, Mark, I think you and I live parallel lives and we have parallel lives. <laughs> so like that with us as well. My wife does more in 10 minutes than, than I generally like to do in a whole morning. <laughs> but it's amazing to behold. And we both need more of each other. I need more of what she's got in that regard. And I don't know if you feel the same way. And she needs a lot. She needs more of the unwinding and unraveling and relaxation that is my life. 
yeah, each of these things is a gift. For everything, there is a season, turn, 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 <laughs> a time to relax, a time to get going. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> well, when I met her, I knew that that's one of the things that she was going to bring to my life and, and change my world with, and it's been so true. <laughs> oh, boy. What a gift. What a gift. Okay, gift us with another song, Glenn. Well, I think I'll skip ahead just for a moment to, to a song I wrote about my sweetheart, which is called You. So I was out there creating my positive messages and talking about very general concepts and, you know, thinking myself profound from time to time, but speaking from my heart. And then I met Dawn, and my hiatus from writing love songs ended. <laughs> <laughs> But still having the general public in mind, trying not to create songs that are me, 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 I wrote a song called You. <laughs> and it was it was very much about my sweetheart with whom I had fallen in love head over heels from the moment I met her and myself. And yet the chorus is you. So it's pretty much very portable and can be enjoyed by any listener and applied to their favorite person. But she's a really important part of your spiritual journey, I think. That's what I'm hearing. I don't know if you describe it as a spiritual journey. I, I think unfolding is clearly a, a spiritual perspective. Do you share religious, spiritual practice? There's the group that meets around the law of attraction. Are those things that you have in common? Is that part of your history and future? Oh, not really. I mean, we were both raised Catholic and moved in various directions. She really is more about the work, doing the work in the world, than any particular religion or philosophy. And I always perceive myself as kind of walking all the lines between every belief system and every faith. And I, I feel like an observer. And for Dawn and me, it's been a journey of finding our own sense of spirituality and defining it more as time goes on and you know, watching it unfold. Since we've been together, which has been for nine years now, we've been finding our commonalities and trying to work our definitions closer together. Our lives are completely entwined, and our work is very, very much entwined. And when I met her, I saw that we were doing the same work, but in completely different ways, in parallel. And I just knew that we would bring it together. And over time, that's what's been happening. I support her ministries. She's very supportive of my music ministry. That's the long, a very long answer, a very roundabout answer. But we don't quite have a common practice unless you consider just caring like crazy a spiritual practice, which we are both very guilty of. <laughs> Best form of guilt. <laughs> guilty of caring very much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she has it in spades beyond me, so she inspires me just, and everyone, to no end. She's charismatic and so motivational and inspiring in her work and what she does in the world. So it's been a, a huge influence on my songwriting and my journey. You know, I constantly want to do more now, not just in terms of, of a song or words or music, but in terms of community and of, of people and people who are underserved and people who are kind of victimized by things they shouldn't be victimized by, like the criminal justice quote-unquote system. It's a great example. So yeah, our spirituality is being shaped by our 
our love for each other and our, our real deep concern for others and for the world as, as a whole. It's kind of silly to sound like we're reaching out to heal the world, but, you know, she really is. <laughs> and music has a great way of reaching out beyond many other means. So I'm hoping that, that I can uh, play some small part as well. But this song, the song You, is really about, just about her. Really, the moment I met her, when she told me what she does, because she was at a wild party with a little group of friends, and when I asked her, well, what, what do you do when you're not you know, celebrating a friend who's going away, which is what they were there for? And she told me what she does, how she was working to end homelessness in New York City, create a blueprint to end homelessness, and et cetera. And she was just clear as a bell. She was focused, which was not, <laughs> not how everyone was behaving at that moment around us. But she just snapped into focus and told me that, and I was smitten. And so the next day we had our official date, and three weeks later I asked her to marry me, and thus began our journey, which has been remarkable. And this song I, I wrote for her before we were married, because we were married about nine months later, because it took us that long to put it all together. I was just crazy about her. She loves to hike, and she's traveled and hiked the world, and I love to kayak. So the song was just about how I was just completely devoted to her. You. Put a pack on your back, yeah, we'll give it a try Gonna climb to the top, though the mountain is high Oh, 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 oh Drops of rain suspended in air Broken shards of sunlight everywhere I can make it last Cause we're always young Oh, 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 oh And there's you
has three CDs that he's produced over about the last 10 years. That's from the second of the three. It's called Smaller Things, and the song is You, about his dear wife, Dawn. I do think that when we experience love with one person, we can understand love at different levels if we let ourselves see that. Sometimes people think only love happens between, say, two people and the idea of it in a group or love that spans the globe. Some people don't realize that it's the same material happening, but just on a bigger scale. Actually, Mother Teresa has a wonderful quote. She says, the problem with our world is that we draw the circles of family too small. Hmm. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, I am concerned we're going to run out of time, and there's some more music I know that we want to have you share. So give us the next song for your Song of the Soul. Well, Shine All the Light was a song that I co-wrote with Sue Riley and Richard McDesey at a holiday songwriting retreat in Phoenix, Arizona last summer. Nothing says holidays like Phoenix in the summer, I must say. <laughs> you have to remember, I lived in Africa for two years. I was in beastly hot weather at the time Christmas came along, and I said, Snowman hasn't got a snowball's chance in hell of making it through this one. <laughs> you got to bring your own holiday. <laughs> well, this song is deeply inspired by my wife, as I was saying before, you know, how we've been shaping each other's worlds and outlooks and things that we actually express in the world. My social justice awareness and message has certainly increased many, many, many times fold. And this song is an eco-justice and social justice song, which, which speaks to, <laughs> it mentions our holiday tendency to put all these lights up and blast music through the town and through the neighborhood all night long. And, and this song is to instead shine the light from within and bring that joy and that celebration to the world. And at the electricity, we should just be conserving. <laughs> but it also talks about something amazing that I've really learned from my wife's work, is what a miracle you can create by getting to know a stranger. And a stranger can be a homeless person, it can be someone who was formerly incarcerated, it can be a person in your neighborhood, it can be some anyone. Getting to know them, nine out of 10 times, I find, especially watching her, so the stranger quickly, very quickly becomes a friend. It seems to be an affliction in our culture that we consider each other as others and separate from ourselves. And in keeping with the smaller things theme, I don't believe that that's true. I believe that we really truly are connected from the environment right on up to our belief systems and our, certainly our humanity. We are all one organism. Shine all the light. I won't put those lights on the rooftop I won't put those lights on the tree No glowing deer on the front lawn Let's save the electricity I won't blast those songs through the neighborhood 
at night by just one star's light I'll see Today I've made the decision To shine all the light that's in me So I'll drop a dollar in that cup Then buy books for some boys and girls I'll sponsor a child's education She might make a difference in this world I'll open my heart to a stranger That stranger will become a friend Believing that my search for meaning Is a journey that never will Shine all the light in me Recycle the energy I'll shine all the light in me mm -hmm. I'll open my eyes to the real truth Remembering the joy truth can bring I'll be a responsible person Respecting my connection to all things I'll play my part in building the future A future which embraces the young Believing that my contribution Is a gift which has only just begun I'll shine all the light in me I'll shine all the light in me Recycle the energy I'll shine all the light in me Oh, I'll shine all the light Shine all the light in me Recycle the energy I'll shine all the light in me Shine, shine, shine Shine All the Light from Glenn Rothell's most recent CD called Unfolding. One thing that I you, I haven't heard you mention during this interview, and I was expecting at this point you might say something about it. You're a solar-powered musician, aren't you? I mean, there's something kind of special about you that way. What is it? When I defined myself that way, initially I had big plans. I was going to perform powered by solar-powered batteries and solar everything, but it's still so expensive. <laughs> and I'm moving around a lot, so it's not practical to be big, heavy car batteries. 
But the other part of that, the other side of that, is that I like to bring a lot of energy and fun to a performance, and I like to connect with the audience and with anyone who, who would listen or who happens to be passing by and has no intention of listening. <laughs> and, as I said before, I'm very, very, very much powered by and inspired by my wife, who I, I really feel is a, a great source of light in the world. Being solar-powered speaks to the immense amount of energy and love that comes from her and that I, I try to apply to a song and to a performance and to my intention in general. Give us one more song to end off our Song of the Soul interview with you, Glenn. I do want to remind people, though, that you can find more about Glenn. Follow the links that I have on NorthernSpiritRadio.org. You could go directly if you know how to spell Rothel, or you can go to InspireLine.com, and there's other places you'll find him on Facebook and so on. Get in touch with him and find more of his music. See some of the videos he has on YouTube and elsewhere. But one more song, Glenn. Well, thank you so much. I just want to take a moment again to thank you, Mark. It's been such a delight to be on your show, and I'm really honored and grateful that you're helping to get the message out there. And my last song is appropriately titled Vanishing Point with a subtitle of Flying. It's from Unfolding, my most recent CD. And I am thrilled that Sloane Wainwright is my co-singer on this song. She sang it with me as a duet. I had originally written it with her in mind to sing it. We've done some performing together. If you don't know Sloane Wainwright, look her up, sloanewainwright.com. We wound up singing it as a duet. And it's, it's about that mysterious place, the vanishing point on the horizon, where the end of the rainbow, I like to think of it as where all things are possible and, you know, you've gone beyond our visible range and you don't know what's next, but you want to go there. And this song is about, basically about my feet <laughs> lifting off the ground and, and heading out to that place where I really want to find the next step. And I think that's the wish for all of us, all of you listening today. We'll conclude today's Song of the Soul program with Glenn Rothell with his song from his latest CD. The CD is unfolding. The song is Vanishing Point, Flying, an uplifting song. And I don't mean to pun. I mean to say what the song is really about. So thank you again so much, Glenn, for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. Come to Norton Spirit Radio for more excerpts from this interview with Glenn Rothell, including one song that we couldn't fit in this broadcast. We'll take you out with Vanishing Point, Flying, by Glenn Rothell, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. The vanishing point on the open road Gold at the end of a rainbow Wide and welcoming to wanderers Popping with possibilities I'll loose the chains I will thrive No longer content Just to survive Hear the crunch Of one footstep Venturing forth What sound will it make When I'm flying When I'm flying When I'm flying
for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song